Corey, it, it was fucking horrible. It was such a horrible time. It was such a desperately... Just... The children were in danger, Corey. I don't know if you... Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know we might have mentioned this before in a previous cast, but I think it's time that we tried our best to get to the core of this fucking scourge, this peril, this danger that the Please kids do. found themselves in worldwide. Because it, it was on the internet, Corrigan. It the was peril on, was on the internet. It was on the internet. It was a danger on the internet that our kids were powerless to resist or to protect themselves against. My God. What Mo- could it be? Momo, Corrigan. Momo. 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 I don't know if you know of this. What was happening was, uh, you know the kids? Hey, the kids love the YouTubes, don't they? The kids love they to get on YouTube. love the YouTubes. Watch the videos, the unboxing, the toys, the streamers. Yeah, people playing the games, watching the shows on the YouTubes. What was happening? <laughs> some sick fuck, some sick bastards were just splicing this horrible fucking irresistible challenge into these into these videos, Momo, it would force kids to text a WhatsApp number and then this WhatsApp conversation would guide them to do things, Corrigan, sick, dangerous, evil things. Kill your siblings, kill your mum, stab your fucking teacher, kill yourself. And they were doing it. They were were doing it? They were fucking doing it the world over. Stabbing teachers and killing siblings. They saw the fucking video on the internet. Momo commands ye. And they were just walking <laughs> off like children of the corn or some shit, stabbing their parents, stabbing their dogs, stabbing themselves, jumping off buildings, Not the dogs, my setting God. themselves on fire. It was terrible. It was happening in every country in the world. It was happening in the States. It was happening in Australia, UK, Brazil. The fucking... Some of the things the papers were saying about Momo Corrigan... To quote Fox News, Momo is a viral challenge that asks people to add a contact via WhatsApp. They're then urged to commit self-harm or suicide. Uh, The Daily Mail called it a WhatsApp suicide game. Schools warn parents the sick Momo suicide game is now spreading out of control. God. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was all... Bengal, after two deaths, Bengal grapples with the suicide Momo challenge. It was everywhere. Everywhere. Every child was in danger. Sweet Jesus, Mark. I know. It almost sounds fucking impossible, doesn't it? A little bit. It sounds a little bit impossible. It almost sounds... Like it doesn't stand up to the slightest bit of fucking rational thought or scrutiny at all, doesn't it? Hmm. Uh, what if I choose to believe that it's real? Okay, well, let's walk this through, shall we? Hmm. Um, I think it's perfectly plausible that the children are texting a WhatsApp and doing whatever the fuck it tells them to do afterwards. Well, that's the incredible thing, right? Because obviously Momo was complete fucking nonsense, right? Every single one of these uh, news stories, the fucking, the, the actual police in Northern Ireland, right? The Northern Ireland Police Department issued a fucking, a tweet to all parents, warning to all parents, monitor your children's activities because Momo may get them in its grasp. Rational, otherwise rational and level-headed parents, right, who I who I, I consider friends, who I generally trust 
uh, were chatting to me at the school gates. Have you heard about Momo, Mark? Stop. Fucking, I'm telling you. Right? <laughs> in in Middle England, right? Bister. Incredible. Incredible. The, you know, educated, urbane fucking people. Mark, have you heard about Momo? I've, I've, I don't know whether to talk to my boys about it. I don't know whether. I don't Might know just wh- encourage them to go find Momo. Exactly. Egg fucking exactly. Um, obviously Momo was bullshit, right? And absolutely just the flimsiest hoax. Was uh, it like a creepy pasta? How did this? How did this start? Yeah, great shout. Okay, so the for a start, the image that was quote unquote supposedly you know being being spliced in. Uh, I remember to, the image. Yeah. yeah, the fucking chicken-looking woman with the big yeah. bulgy eyes and the ringu hair um, <laughs> was actually part of a, a, an art installation from a, a, a prop-making company from a good, easily ten years ago. Um, sure. And uh, somewhere in, in, I believe, Indonesia was where the rumor started. A guy wrote about it on Reddit, and it, and it kind of caught on, caught on. But yeah, you're right. Um, with its with its 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 roots in in. Like you said, creepypasta stuff like Reddit, kind of mimetic stories getting shared. Um, uh, but it, it just just let's approach this rationally for a second, right? Because sure. if you take the story at face value, it robs... You, do you really think kids who are savvy enough to use a computer, savvy enough to use, you know, to, to look for content on YouTube? I actually asked my kids this over dinner today, right? Oh, Okay. Lads, what would you do if you were watching, like, you know, one of your YouTubers and suddenly a video come and say, hey, kids, fucking kill yourself. What would you do? Would you go and do it? They're like, no, dad, I'd, <laughs> I'd probably turn it off or come and tell you or whatever. Well, you would, wouldn't you? You know, obviously. Yeah, you that's a would. very good point. I mean, <laughs> listen, not all kids talk to their parents about things or whatever, but I think most of the time you would just be like. Okay, that was a weird thing I mm, saw. Like, maybe even tell your friends about it. Like, yes, yes, that's yes, what yes. I'm thinking back to, you know, my days as a youngster, mm. like middle school or whatever, mm. uh, when you would see things on on the internet. And obviously there was no YouTube or anything like that. Yep. But like, you just kind of were like, yeah, there's like creepy shit. And people say weird stuff to you. You get IMs from like weird AOL people yeah, who sure, are, like, sure, 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 showing sure. you gape porn or like whatever, <laughs> you know, like there's there's like weird stuff on the internet and then you just go like block. <sighs> Next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move, move on. on. Block right? and move so I can't on. Absolutely. Kids are that much different now. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it, yeah. Way more savvy than even you and I were back right. in the day because, you know, this is a generation that has grown up entirely online, that was born into an online realm. Oh, no, the video told me to stab my dog. I must go. You know what I mean? Fuck off. Better just. Better go. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, the phenomena here is, you know, as we've said on this cast before, you mention children. If there's mm-hmm. the slightest hint that the kids might be in danger and then you mix in adults who don't really get it either. Right. You know, and Which then you. wild to me. That's the thing that always gets me is the. The parents are the are the thing here, whether it's this or Tide Pods or like whatever the case may be. Yes. Like, like you said, the kids aren't really doing this shit. But no. it always reminds me of like, you know, people joke about the fact that our parents always told us that 
everyone we talked to online was fake. Like, every, you think you're talking to another <laughs> yeah. teenage girl, yeah. uh, you know, in Texas, but really you're talking to some, you know, 30-year-old guy in a basement somewhere mm. who, like, wanking. wants to molest you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> someone who is wanking. Exactly. And, and, like, they taught us all of this stuff, and then it's, like, the second anything is yep. put on their Facebook, they're incredible. like, oh, that's real. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely incredible. Um, <laughs> I, 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 man, I, I love a moral panic, right? I absolutely <laughs> love a good internet hoax, and it's such. I find it deeply satisfying seeing the same ones kind of going, th- just going through like the seasons of the year. Yeah, they rise and fall, but it's always, it's always, it's always the clueless fucking grown-ups who give them power. Right. Always, always. Right. Uh, I mean, these, you just read me reports of, Mm -hmm. like, this happening. Where did those even come from? Oh, reputable, well, I say reputable. No, but I mean, like, like, okay, a source says these kids did this. Yep. Like, who who are these kids they think did it? Like, where are they getting... Exactly, exactly. Every one of these reports mentions, allegedly, kids have done this. An uncorroborated report states, no, 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 no. But it's clickbait, it's clickbait, it's clickbait, it's clickbait. Right, I liken it to the phenomenon, and I'm sure every parent will relate to this, right? When a kid, uh, and by kid I mean like a toddler, maybe four or five, um, when a kid hurts himself, let's say your kid bangs their head, or your kid falls down and and scrapes their knee, the first thing they will do is look at you as the parent. And Mm -hmm. based on your reaction, they will react accordingly, right? If your kid bangs his head and they look at you and you're like, oh, fuck, that kid will then start ah, crying. I had that happen yesterday. Some kid fell in front of me at the playground while I was walking by and I just went, sweet, dude. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Which is why. And he just kind of like got up and was like, cool. Should I do it again? Um, (laughs) Which is why I'm very much a walk it off parent. You know what I mean? Hey, walk it off. Nice one. Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly, exactly. And to me, this is a very similar phenomenon. If your parents are saying, look out for Momo, then all of a sudden you're terrified, you know? And that, so yes. Uh, But but like I said, um, internet fucking panics. I love them. One of my favorite, ridiculous, hilarious internet panic moment, right? I don't know if you remember the Strawberry Quick um, viral hoax from... Way back, ah oh, man, we are talking maybe mid noughties maybe two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand seven. There was yeah, an email. I have had any reason to have interacted with this at that point. <laughs> um, uh, from what I can gather, came from a chain email. You know what I mean? Okay. Please forward. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it would it would te- it would spread the absolutely terrifying idea that meth dealers, methamphetamine dealers had created a new strawberry-flavoured variety of methamphetamine called Strawberry Quick. And they were giving it to children. (gasps) They were giving the meth to the kids. Uh, Uh, This is what we talked about in the the Candy Panic episode of, like, mm -hmm. like drugs. Why would you waste your drugs on children? Exactly. When you apply just the slightest bit of critical thought... A, why does someone sell drugs to make money? Why would you be fucking making strawberry methamphetamine and giving it to kids? Anyway, I digress. The My favourite moment of the Strawberry Quick 
fucking episode was uh, the job I was working at the time. <laughs> I remember this so well. The job I was working in at the time, right? Um, every morning we would start with a little meeting of our teams and we'd talk about what the priorities of the day were, la la la. Um, at the at the end of one of these daily briefings, uh, one of the team, uh, uh, an older woman, goes, listen, folks, I don't want to alarm you all. And then she reaches into her jacket and pulls out the strawberry quick email that she'd printed out. No. <laughs> Bless her. That she'd Bless printed her. out. I got an email saying that there's st- strawberry drugs. So just... <laughs> If you've got kids, just watch out to be sure that they're not. And, you know, me being permanently fucking online all the fucking time. You know what I mean? Back 2000, you know, dial-up days, long phone wire stretching downstairs. I just, I didn't even, I just remember just watching it unfold and smiling. Wow, this is amazing. And everyone was so concerned. Uh, You just love watching the world burn. Ah, it's incredible. So anyway, look. Fucking hell, just exercise a little bit of rational thought and all of this stuff vanishes. It stops being important and we can all get on with our lives. Mm. That sounds great, getting on with our lives. Doesn't it, though? Oh, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for some of that. Let me quote directly from my notes, if I may. Yes, please do. Fucking look at these nerds. Oh, mise-en-scene. Anyone has ever said me well said in such a horny way before. The way I whispered the word sex cannibal recently. Worst comes to worst, Mark. I'm willing to guillotine you for science. Thank you. That's really, really sweet. It's cold so... outside, but my pancreas is talking to me. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm gonna leg it. You know how I feel about that, Mark. I think you feel great about it. <sighs> just, just welcome everyone to another fucking fun-packed Jack of all graves, I guess. That's where we're. That's where we're coming in, mm-hmm. uh, Mark. You've you've had a bit of a week, haven't you? Oh my god, I have had a bit of a week. And uh, do do you want me to go into this? Do you want me to elaborate? I uh, have been waiting for you to elaborate because I think this was too big for for text messages. So all I got were little pieces of trauma over oh, the course of, of the week. So I am very curious about. So earlier on this week, down. I was, I was invaded facially right um so uh, i don't know if this is tmi fuck uh, who cares you listen to jack of all graves um <laughs> for 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 a good year now I've, I've i've had intermittent kind of stomach pain right burning stomach pain so luckily finally this monday just gone i had an appointment for a fucking an endoscopy right and holy shit if that yeah, was I realized I had no idea what an endoscopy was until this point uh, an endoscopy is the process of violating my my person <laughs> with a camera on a on a fucking stick right um and when yeah. when you go for an endoscopy when you tell somebody you're going for an endoscopy the first question they inevitably ask is up or down meaning <laughs> you know um is it called an endoscopy if it goes the other way i think so yep i think so i mean it makes sense and inside yeah okay mm. go on um so uh I was I, I had no idea what to expect. Nobody clued me in on anything. Nobody gave me any clue what to expect. Because um, <laughs> I asked you last week, I was like, so, like, do they numb you? Like, what is it like? And you're like, I have no no, sense no clue. This, no which clue. Which was weird to me also, because anytime I'm going to do anything, mm. I, like, YouTube the shit out of it first. Oh, no, so. I'm the opposite. I quite enjoy mm. just rocking up and seeing what the, the deal is. Oh, no. No. Um, uh, Some things to be were honest, never meant to be surprises. In this case, I'm glad I didn't, because had I read up on what was about to fucking what fate was about to befall me, I probably I would have I would have stressed about it. 
Um, firstly, why the fuck did it have to go up my nose? You know? Yeah. So they welcome me into this just room full of, you know, VT equipment and bleepy machines and, you know, harsh synthetic light. Ask me to lie on my side. Uh-oh. So I'm there <laughs> in like a fetal position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doctor comes over, lubes up my nose, right? Mm. I'm serious. Wax a fucking... That's a terrible phrase. I know. Oh, it's a, a, a terrible sensation. Sticks a fucking latex-clad finger up my snout <gasps> with a fucking finger full of KY, yeah? Lubes up my snout. Um, squirts the most painful anesthetic substance up my nose, which immediately... Imagine... Let me think. You're like... Popping candy, pop rocks, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Imagine <laughs> railing a line of pop rocks. It was oh. a- akin to that, um, I imagine. Uh, <laughs> just fizzing and crackling all up in my sinuses. Uh, it does nothing to numb me, by the way. It just fucking hurts like a son of a bitch. Um, and then um, I'm laid on my side, ready for what might befall me. And the doctor says to me, Now, you're going to get a lot of saliva in your mouth. Uh, just let it dribble out onto the onto the bed. That's fine. And I'm like, no, I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> Just override every like bit of conditioning yeah. you've done yourself. <laughs> so he begins, right? Um, and I've got a view in front of me on the screen of of the camera, what the camera is seeing. So he goes right wait, so in. It's, wait, wait. So we go lube, finger, yep. pop rocks, yep. camera. Yes. And then when the camera goes in, like, do you feel it going through all the tubes? Like every inch, every goddamn inch. So he starts to work this camera up into my nose. uh, And then it kind of goes down the back of my sinuses. And then he tells me, right, give me a big swallow, swallow the camera. And I've got (laughs) swallow this fucking probe that he's feeding into me. Um, and then, boom, here comes the vomit reflex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and There's that's... a 0% chance I wouldn't have puked. Like... Uh, so I'm doing my best to mind over matter. Don't spew. Please don't be sick. Don't be sick. Oh, by the way, I had to be nailed by mouth for six hours before this. So I'd eaten fuck all all day. So I'm... And and then I realize why he tells me about the saliva. Because I'm doing my best not to spew. And my mouth is just... Bleh. Yeah. And I'm, I'm obviously not going to... I'm not going to dribble it out onto the... <laughs> on the fucking pillow. So I'm just swallowing while he's just yeah poking There's it down. Too and much you, happening in there, and you feel it all. It's going down your throat. It's it's in my sternum. Then it's oh. down in my esophagus. Down, down, down. And by then, I can just uh, you know watch the show. I can just watch <laughs> the you know the the internal display in front of me. I get to see my own innards. Um, that's kind of that's kind of fun. Uh, that that at least was distracting. That at least yeah. was was interesting, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he does his thing, has a bit of a poke around. Um, nurses checking. Are you okay, Mark? You're doing great. Meanwhile, I can I can t- I can't talk. I can't react. All I can do is just stay in this fetal <laughs> position, and you know to get. Oh, oh oh! And what he's also doing, so that he can get the best view of my innards possible, he's using the tube to pump air into me <gasps> no 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 yeah 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 no, to distend no. uh, my abdomen oh my God. <laughs> so that he can get a good view of everything going on so periodically uh, while while my mouth <laughs> it, 
is full of, of fluid, while I'm doing my best not to vom, literally every three or four seconds, there's just <laughs> air coming out of me. Oh <laughs> 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 That's so horrific. While I'm... Oh, <laughs> no, no control <laughs> over any of this. Um, oh, this is a nightmare. It was fucking horrible. It was it was horrific. So then, you know, uh, time passes. How long? I can I can't I cannot say. Um, he then draws draws the the probe out of me. Oh, that almost uh, sounds like like I remember. You know, just like getting stitches out. It's always worse coming out because mm. you're just like, oh, I feel every bit of that coming out sounds mm. terrible. It was it was horrible, and for the for the entire rest of that day, the quote unquote anaesthetic was continually irritating my sinuses. So for the rest of the day, I was pumping fluid out of every fucking hole in my head. <laughs> um, uh, horrible sore throat, sinuses all fucked. Uh, so that was Mon- and that was Monday. <laughs> <laughs> what a start! Oh my god! Yeah, that you, was Monday. You sent a picture. Uh, shortly thereafter, when I, I asked, like, how was it, or whatever, mm. and your response just this picture, and, like, your face just looked destroyed. Oh, I was done. Like, just, just, like, your eyes were, done. like, red, and, like, just everything looked yeah. miserable. And then I had to get back and <laughs> just jump straight back on Teams okay. meetings, straight, straight back to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that's horrendous. And then... And then what did they, did you see what they found? Like, could you see what um, was wrong? Oh, yeah, a, a, a very small kind of uh, structural issue down with my... Structural. You know, with, with that area, some some kind of herniated, uh, I don't fucking know. It, it just could means... you tell, like, when you looked at it? Or were you like, well, oh, I, that's wrong, or... I didn't have much frame of reference. You know what I mean? I, I don't know it what a normal... Like insides. I'll tell you what it... What did it look like? Nah, I got nothing to compare it to. Nothing to compare it to. I can um, imagine, yeah. Just very fleshy, very... It looked healthy. Well, looked good down there. Yes, that's good. Yay. Good for yeah. you. It felt like it was the right colour. It, it was nice and pink. Mm. Nice. You know? Um, <laughs> I didn't... I it, Had I a little more presence of mind, mm-hmm. I would have asked, can I get my can I get my phone out? Can I, you know, one for the gram, maybe? Yeah. Can I? But uh, I, I was too busy getting face <laughs> fucked by this fucking camera, so <laughs> I, I tried not to say face fucked. Right, I tried to think of it alternative. It had to phrase. happen eventually. Yes, it, was, it did. There was no getting around it. Uh, no. I'm proud of you for lasting as long as you did. <laughs> You're very kind. <laughs> so that happened. Um, <sighs> yeah, and the week went on. Um, <laughs> How about you? How was your week? Uh, comparatively <laughs> wonderful can't complain um yeah i have nothing of interest to to report which is like my mom does this constant thing every day she asks me what's up mm. and every day i like snap at her that every day is exactly the same oh what a song by the way you've me. just invoked the pandemic anthem nine inch nails <laughs> every day is exactly well, the same that's it's the song of the last year and a half yeah, and I and this is every single day. What's up? Every day is exactly the same. <laughs> is that what she said? Did she do it like the Budweiser advert? Yes! <laughs> like I fucking the, love your mother. <laughs> <laughs> I 
like, please stop asking me this. I, in, in 2021, she's doing what? Like, at this point, I don't think she could stop if she tried. Like, I love she's it. been doing this since 1997. And... The world is ravaged by coronavirus. <laughs> that was relevant for five minutes in the 90s. And she's still... She's plowing that furrow it. yes yeah it's it's just like automatic at this point which i think probably just makes it even more irritating to me oh but <laughs> like, that's i've talked about the time slash funny axis of, on this <laughs> cast before and yeah. that, that is right there on the sweet spot <laughs> if you're still doing that in 2021 then you have committed to the it's, bit it's circled back around yes again. yes most yeah, certainly she's very much committed to the bit but yeah this is this week once every every couple weeks we have this breakthrough where she goes oh yeah yeah i see that and then she said the other day sadly there's just nothing to talk about oh i was like i know <laughs> i'm i'm aware it bugs me too but there really is nothing to talk about so i don't know let's just try to i don't know I don't know. My mom is like very extroverted and i am very introverted so when there's nothing to talk about i would rather not talk and she's just like please say something mm. so that's where that's where we're at in this this particular house but i'm say, I, i'm I'm, I'm closer to your frame of mind than i am than i am hers i think i uh again this this might you know this about me but i am so terrified and almost allergic on a molecular level to small talk time passing chit chat i can't uh, uh, i can't do it i just seize up exactly exactly and that's uh that's the problem is that like now there's like nothing but but small talk because there's nothing mm. going on you know there's like there's nothing there's nothing interesting happening mm. really worldwide that's worth talking about i mean there's always plenty but not that i really want to like shoot the shit over breakfast mm. about you know and there's like i don't know i just like work all day mm. and that's that's it. So yeah, it's it's tricky at this point. Uh, it, someone messaged me last week and they they said like I almost asked you how things are and then I realized that you don't you don't do that. And I was like, thank you, <laughs> thank you so much for yeah, recognizing when people get you. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> that stresses me out to my core when someone asks me how things are. I'm like, it's the same. It's just it is. We exist. I think that's that's certainly one of the reasons why I love. Uh, Joag so much why I love doing this mm. cast so much because yes. uh, you know uh, once a week it gives me an uh, an escape from mundanity and from small talk and it allows us to engage in some big talk you know <laughs> yeah there actually is always something to talk about yes you know so that's that's a plus mm. <laughs> so this is my break from not having anything to talk about all week which is also why thus it takes us like 20 minutes to start any given podcast cause we're yeah just like, true true you know Here's where we talk about things. With it, we did try to uh, try to watch some things this week. Try to break things up a little bit. I had a little more success on my own than we have together. We are having a, a rough time oh, with our God, with our we? attempts at watching movies together. Before we get to that, like this this week, I did watch a couple things. I rewatched. I was talking to Colin about this actually. So HBO Max mm. has all of the Elm Street movies. Ooh. Um, so I've just sort of been like bit by bit rewatching him. He's been doing that too. Um, oh, go so you. I watched, yeah, I watched Elm Street four um, the other day. The MTV was, Elm Street. It's a it's a delight. I oh, mean, it is. It really is. Yeah, it's just a lot of a lot of fun that that movie. So uh, I mean, there are two. 
uh like karate or nunchuck montages to um yeah what's that what's that song uh oh god i love it so much and i can't think of what it's called uh you know i'll give you everything you want hundred dollar bills I don't remember off the top of my head. I'd know it if I heard it. You would absolutely know this song. Mm. It's anyways, there's two nunchuck montages to that song and it is wonderful. So I watched that. That was fun. St. Patrick's Day. I watched Grabbers, which I always enjoy. It's basically like drunken Irish tremors. So Mm. (laughs) it is just so fun. If you've never seen Grabbers, even though it's not St. Patrick's Day anymore, it's always a good day to watch. Mm-hmm. an Irish creature feature. Mm. Um, so that was fun. Watched Block Island Sound, which just came out on Netflix, I believe. I don't um, believe I've heard of that. It's, I mean, I watched it because uh, I think it was my mom actually was like, I think there's some boat core for Wait. you. <laughs> Did your mother call it boat core? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, I think there's some boat core um, on Netflix for you. You know, It's called Block Island Sound. It's really interesting. And it is... It's literal boat core. I mean, there's it's parts of it take place on a boat. Uh-huh. It's not as like straightforward aquatic horror, and it's very difficult to describe. It's very like genre bending. It's very um, it's something I haven't really seen before. I mean, it's basically Ooh. about a family, uh, and the dad is kind of a drunk, um, and they've got various issues. The mother has has died. Um, and what is it called again? Children. Block Island Sound. Block Island Sound. The Block Island Sound. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the the father has been having these like sort of moments where he'll like sort of almost black out, and he'll just be sort of like staring off into space mm. and things like that. Um, and you know he dies, and the son starts having similar sorts of episodes. Um, but like his father will appear to him in these and he does this like weird groan thing uh, that is super, super creepy, but it will then lead to this son having blackout moments, like waking up somewhere he doesn't remember being and then things happening like, and then someone's dog is missing, um, and stuff like that. And so it's like, is he... Oh, say no more. I'm going to watch this. Say no more, say no more, say no more, because I want to watch this. This looks good. Yeah, just to say, you know, it's like this big sort of mystery thing, but it's it's just really interestingly handled. And oddly, it's uh, the guys who made it, I guess, are the guys who made the American Vandal show. So it's a a little bit of a a shift. Um, But yeah, it's really it's really interesting. Um, so I think I would I would recommend it. You know, uh, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but it's certainly not something you've seen before, which I think is really well. Fun. If it I, if it breaks the fucking run of <laughs> shitters that I am currently on, I'll yeah. take it. And it's uh, you know it's funny because we we go back and forth picking mm. these things. It's it's you know. Neither of us is to blame here. Something is going wrong in the in the process. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something. Holistic. It's wrong. Something cosmic is yeah. Yeah, causing yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, this issue. Do you this want to start week... with Lucky? Yeah, we watched Lucky. Sucky. Um... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you said that out loud. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Lucky, Lucky was... It's Lucky. new on Shudder. Um, and it was one that I've seen people sort of tweeting about. Uh, and thus, I mean, I just see people on Twitter talking about a thing. I was like, oh, people seem to like this. I guess we'll watch it. Uh, and I apologize for this. Lucky 
is what is lucky about it's about an oh go ahead you're really good at describing movies you should describe well it. i'll do my best thank you on ostensibly it's a uh, <laughs> uh maybe a, a kind of a home invasion thriller or maybe right. with a little bit of a little bit of loop core in there, maybe because you've got yeah, events which is what circling I around. It was initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, a, a lady and her partner are visited every night by a man, a masked man, a, a faceless masked man who does his best to kill them. Yeah. Uh, things unravel as the man visits them every single night, and this which woman. Is... Well, unless I wasn't sure if you were going to skip over the no, fact that the the husband like says this very matter matter of factly. Right? Yes, the first yes. time she experiences this guy breaking in, he's <clears throat> like, "Yeah, it's just, it's the man, the man who comes and tries to kill us every night." And she's like, "What? <laughs> what man and who comes and tries to kill there us?" There, the problems begin. Yes, <laughs> uh, Lucky is a film with a message. <laughs> Oh boy, is it? Oh boy. <laughs> um, it's yeah. <laughs> one gets the distinct impression that, that she had the message and then worked backwards from that. Yeah. Uh, it becomes apparent very quickly that the man is uh, 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 fuck me the heaviest handed of metaphors yeah. uh, for all men. Yeah, for patriarchy and you know. Um. It becomes clear very quickly that the systems of power and help are incompetent, are powerless to stop the man from getting all up in her face and trying to keep her down. She's a woman who's a self-possessed, kind of self-made author. But this doesn't seem, her own success doesn't seem to stop the man. It doesn't get in his way, even though she... This feels like, it feels like a Twitter thread. This is what this feels like. If this were a Twitter thread, I'd be like, that's a really good point. You know, Mm. like, imagine if every day a man Mm. came into your house and tried to kill you. Yeah. But then all the other people in your life told you that this was normal and you should adjust to the man coming into your house to kill you. And like, you know, because that's that's the idea behind this is like that eventually we all just sort of succumb and and adjust uh, to this patriarchal society and whatnot and the illustration wouldn't necessarily be a bad one if it weren't terrible for a movie so clumsy the the visual metaphors get more and more heavy-handed the man is able to enter her her house at will with with you know there's no safe space for her this man can come in anywhere we learn later that all other women too are being plagued by this man uh and some of that dialogue is so fucking clumsy <laughs> it's really oh god by the end of this we were straight up just laughing and looking at each other in disbelief like this, <laughs> this she speaks yeah real. she speaks she speaks to another woman after um after you know seeing loads of other women in in in, in, a, in a car park being harassed by the same faceless man but i want to help i want to help all the women but you can't help all the women <laughs> from the men uh, and the coup de gras, right? The absolute fucking showstopper, right at the end. So this, the the, she lies there next to this guy, and she takes the mask off. And I think both of us, Corey and I, both had the same thought. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's gonna be all men. Surely she's not gonna take the mask off, and it'll be all men. But fucking yes, that's it exactly was. what it is. <laughs> she takes the mask off in her dying moments, 
and it's an ever-shifting pattern of oh, face. It's got a moustache, a beard, the eyes change. But the man is literally all men. I'm sorry we totally just spoiled this entire movie, by the way, but we are saving you the trouble of watching Lucky. <laughs> mm. it, I, my letterboxed review of this was that it's turned me into a men's rights activist. <laughs> <laughs> like, suddenly, I, I get it. I see why yeah. men are not all menning now. <laughs> it's almost as though it's trying to say something. I can't... If only... What is it trying to say? But what it did do, though, is it absolutely proved the Rotten Tomatoes paradox. Yes, if you remember from last week or two weeks ago, Mark explained my Rotten Tomatoes theory uh, that if something has high, a horror movie has high critical reviews and you like horror, you're probably going to hate yep. that movie. It's probably shit. And it had like what? like 100% critical. No, no, score. no. That was a was different it? movie. Oh, that okay. was... That oh, was that was the other fucking yesterday. turd that we watched yeah. the other night, yeah. Uh, no, this one had like a 93 or something like that, Jesus you know. And wet. the audience score was like 33. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was just like, I can't. Of course, of course it has this high of a score because these people don't like horror. They yep. like message. And boy, is it brimming with message. More on that in a fucking minute, let me tell you. Uh, so that was lucky. I didn't feel lucky. quite as lucky by the end of it. Um, we then followed that up last night with death of a vlogger. I genuinely, at the beginning, I think you were less sold on it than I was. But at the beginning of this, I was like, he, this movie starts with this vlogger telling these two stories one about paratroopers um, mm. in World War One was that yeah. it? World War okay, World War One, who they um, they would get like stuck places, so they end up stuck on like roofs and trees and things like this. And because mm. they had just jumped out of a plane, their sense of perspective was off, and they would jump off these roofs and injure themselves, not realizing you know, the danger because their perspective shifted. I was like, oh, oh, it's in, an interesting in, in hindsight, that's probably an attempt at saying something. Isn't it? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like a oh, message. And then he tells another story about a friend who was taking pictures um, and kept on seeing this like ghostly figure in these photos he was taking mm. and the friend being like, and that that's you in the photos. You know, so I'm like, okay, that's kind of, these are interesting. I'll be mm. interested to see how they put these together. And, like, it's using very, I think you sort of called, what did you say, like, film school scares or whatever. But I felt yes. like they were fairly effectively done. That I was like, you know what? It's simple. But at yeah. the same time, I think the way that they're presented was working for me. I was like, oh, this is, this is, some of this is pretty scary for me. Mm. And then it, and then it goes downhill. Yes, it, it goes to the well way too many times. So it tells the story of a Scottish uh, vlogger who is uh, who in cahoots with his partner and with a third party, they fake a paranormal event in his flat and things, you know, escalate. There's ambiguity. Is the flat really haunted? Is it not? Yeah, it's a mockumentary style, yes. I guess, or a documentary style. But yeah. Uh, I guess which... it's, yeah, it, it's, it's what found footage has become now, I guess. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> but but the the problem is it was shit, uh, frankly, yeah. sorry. And, and it, 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 it repeatedly using the same kind of scares uh, went on too long. 
not just the characters were unlikable, but I, I think that the performers were quite unlikable. I didn't like any of these yeah. people as people. As, as... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was, oh, the, when, I pretty much as soon as the ghost hunter guy came in, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, mm. they're losing me. They're definitely yes. losing me with yep. this. And then, you know, the they had, like, the sort of debunky journalist, you know, it's just too self-serious. And, like, it just, uh, they didn't play as real. They just played as, like, yeah, these are just obnoxious people. And I think the film came off a lot worse for the fact that the night before, while searching for something to watch, I, I took another run at Host. Mm. Yes. Which did similar things, but on a completely different plane of quality. Uh, another online seance film, which mm-hmm. believable relationships, incredible judiciously used scares, yeah. uh, relevant, timely, tight, in all the ways uh, Death of a Logger was not. Overlong, threadbare, uh, inauthentic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It was just, uh, it was rough because I could see, I think that's the thing as I was thinking about it in the potential of Zoom, uh, Zoom, of um, host and mm. being like yeah this, this could be they could do some really interesting stuff with this mm. and then i think much like lucky it feels like it had a message and worked backwards from that that yes. wanted to say something about you know uh, social media and celebrity and you know uh, internet and cancel culture, culture. And cancel culture <laughs> like yeah it, all of this stuff was at the core of what they wanted to say and that made it so Mm. you know the movie ultimately didn't work as like a a horror movie or something that sort of stood on its own it only stands up with the message yes and that's yeah uh so that's i'm over that i'm over message horror right now i'm completely over it uh do you know what it's given me a thirst for it has given me a thirst for just a, a fake head stuffed with dog food blown up. Mm. Give me some fucking gore and a creature, maybe. Something nice and superficial. See, I think that's why after like this stuff, I watched like Elm Street and Grabbers mm. and whatnot. I'm like, this is like, sometimes you just want to go back to yes. something that... And, and I've said before, I think that most horror either has a message... Or is directly in response to some sort of thing going on in society and tension, and that's why they work. It's not that I yeah. want something to not to to be completely disconnected from the yeah. world in which it is made. It's just that I don't want to be preached to all the yes. time, you yes. know. And I am like Lefty McLefterson, you know. <laughs> like, so I feel like you know, give me a feminist movie, sure, but I don't need it to preach to me like that. Like yeah. that's. I don't want that. That's not what I'm looking for. I completely it's agree. It's Christian movies. That's what that is. It's just Christian movies made for feminists or yeah. for whoever Death of a Vlogger is made for. You know, I don't. Yeah, want... that's a really good point. Uh, I I scratch my head at what the audience is for yeah. for Death of a Vlogger particularly. I mean, for Lucky, the audience but is Death of a women. Vlogger had a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. There it is again. The RT paradox. Um. <sighs> So before we kind of segue uh, into to another topic that I want to discuss, which which links in very nicely with what we were yeah. just talking, uh, I'd like to introduce the first in a new semi-regular feature here on Jack of All Graves, which I'm calling uh, Shit Mark Has Got Wrong, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's a doozy. <laughs> it really is. What the fuck? So you'll remember last week uh, we spoke about having watched The Blob with our team of 
listeners on Discord. You were like, do I, I was... call them one of those names? Or... <laughs> I'm not going to no, do I'm it. I'm not doing it. I, nah, do I, it. I couldn't bring myself to do it. It would have made me <laughs> sicker than a camera down the nose. Um, <laughs> I incorrectly attributed the director, Chuck Russell. Uh, I incorrectly killed off his career early when I said that he threw in the towel and hung it up after directing The Mask. Uh, we had a tweet from good friend of the podcast, uh, Mr. Ben Helms, who rightly informed me that Chuck Russell actually went on to direct quite a few other quite large <laughs> Yeah, not profile. like guys. Yeah, nah, some fucking big films. Um, he was responsible for the really huge Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicle Eraser in 1996. <laughs> uh, and The Rocks, I, I want to say feature debut in the scorpion king yeah if not debut it was at least like a breakout it was a, yeah 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 yeah. um and then to be fair yeah then he tailed off but yeah he did he did two really big films eraser um exists in that 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 just post jurassic park kind of era when cg just wasn't ready to be deployed in as widespread as it was <laughs> eraser has i think one of the worst examples of proto cg ever arnie has a fight with a fucking crocodile right <laughs> oh no uh and rather than getting a crocodile you know hiring a crocodile wrangler or whatever they're like ah yeah we'll get the post. computer and we'll fucking put a crocodile in there uh and it <laughs> looked like ass it was the worst fucking cg crocodile <laughs> ever so if Although it did have a railgun, right? And of all the sci-fi weapons out there, I fucking love a railgun. What's a railgun? Right. I'm going to try and explain this. If you work for DARPA and you're listening to this, feel free to weigh in and tell me again how wrong I am. I'll do the same fucking... Yeah, <laughs> next week's uh, right. segment. A railgun is a projectile weapon that rather than using um, uh, explosive propellants like gunpowder to, uh, to projectile, to launch a projectile... It uses magnetic fields along two parallel oh, rails okay. to launch a projectile at, frankly, fucking terrifying velocities. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, they, they, I'm pretty sure in saying that, that they're, right now they're in development, but they're massive, right? I think China might have one oh. um, on, a, on, a, on a battleship, but they're colossal. They require ridiculous amounts of power and... Now I'm getting into really shaky territory. I think the <laughs> physics involved makes them very difficult to sustain because when you're launching that projectile, you also get backwards thrust, I think, which fucks up everything oh. around it. Sure. Um, I've just mauled the concept of a railgun then. I might have got that eh. wrong. But the one in Eraser <laughs> I get is at a... least on principle what we're talking about here. There you go. But Arnold Schwarzenegger has a, 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 a portable railgun in Eraser and it's a fucking brilliant sci-fi weapon, man. The railgun is such a cool weapon. But it also had a shit CGI crocodile. And now I think about it, hmm. Scorpion King also had some of the worst CG yeah. ever. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. So it's... maybe that's what saw to the career of Chuck Russell in the end. Maybe it was... That's unfortunate going from some like real great mm. practical oh, really great. mixed with CG yeah. in, in Blob to then just... I think one of your friends on Discord referred to the blob as the the, the pinnacle of practical effects. Uh, Quite possibly, yeah. And he's right, it was fucking brilliant. 
Yeah, and someone said, uh, you know, it has mass. Like, it's, you know, like you. Yes, exactly. It looks heavy. It, exactly. Everything about it just, like, works. Mm. That's that sweet spot of, like, when people had it kind of figured out for a minute of, like, use it, use CG sparingly. Yes. And then use, like, the practical where you can. And when you combine these things, you get something that works yep. super well. Yeah. I always say Twister being the ultimate example of that because twister still looks real as fuck in mm. 2021 where scorpion king looked like shit in every <laughs> in year it came 2002. out 2002 <laughs> right like mm. you know there's it's it's really about finding that little that balance there i'm desperate to see if the eraser crocodile is on youtube if it is i'll, I'll throw oh, God, it on yes. twitter later. yeah send it to me and we'll put mm. it in the blog or yeah and put it on the mm. on the tweety um just to sign off the, our, our little recap of Chuck Russell here, I note he did direct an episode of Fringe, which to this day remains one of my most beloved TV shows of all time. Bring back Fringe, please. Bring back Fringe. Bring back Fringe. Bring back Fringe. <laughs> it's intense. You heard the man. Bring back <laughs> you can do that, please. That'd be great. Okay, great. Yeah, we'll see whoever whoever has that poll is listening to this. <laughs> Bring back Fringe. <laughs> I'm gonna talk to my people over in Hollywood. We'll see what, oh, could we'll see you? what we can do. Yeah. Fuck, you could actually. Hey, <laughs> I'm just gonna plant the seed. I'm gonna zip. I'm zipping the old mouth here. But if you could <laughs> just sow that seed. Yeah, I'll do what I can. Okay, I'll wonderful. do what I can for you, buddy. Um. Uh, oh, one more thing before we get going. We could talk mm. forever. I mean, we've talked so long already. Yeah. We do this every time. It's okay. We're gonna, it's fine because it's related content. It's cool. Yes. Hate Watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's get the ball rolling. The Joag Watch on part four. It has been decreed the Hate Watch. Yeah. Okay. It's time for us to get together on Discord and sincerely just pile the fuck in. On a movie that's entertainingly bad, and I want to just highlight yes. that because the a hate watch for me has to occupy a particular sweet spot. Yeah. I'm not just talking about a shit film here, a waste of time. Yeah, we don't want everyone to have a bad time. That's no. not the point. No, and time is time is hey, time is limited on this earth. You know what I mean? We only have a certain number of breaths. What we want is a film that is just just exists in that hilariously bad, entertainingly bad bafflingly bad like how the oh, fuck did that get bad. seriously when you think about the 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 life cycle of a movie from writing pitching getting funded filming editing how the fuck did this get made that's the kind of content i love your suggestions for your input for yeah uh, your, your tammy and the t-rex style recommendations that's what we're looking for oh, i never got around to watching that oh yeah that's because you asked me like, you'll be shocked oh, can i watch yeah. this with my kids <laughs> And uh, you almost watched it. And then I was like, um, no. <laughs> no, it's not that kind of movie. Okay. It looks like it on the surface, but no, don't watch that with your children. Okay. Um, but please um, do give us your yeah, thoughts. Give us your um, watches. I don't know where, it was it on Twitter or was it on Facebook or whatever? Somebody posted, somebody invoked the spirit of the oh, yeah. Garbage Pail Kids movie. It was Sam. Yeah, he brought the yeah, Garbage Yeah, 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 yeah. That's very, much the, that's very much the zone that we're looking yes. for here. However, unfortunately, Sam, Garbage Pill Kids is not streaming mm. anywhere, not even for rent or buy in America. So we can't watch Garbage Pill Kids. 
But in that vein, friends, and we will watch it together on April 17th. So the poll will go up. I mean, give us your suggestions and then Mark will turn it into a poll. He will then heavily influence through no. the podcast. No, <laughs> I will not and, and would not do that. Wouldn't dare. Wouldn't dare. Mm. Mark. Yeah, look. What's, uh, what's on your mind, though? <sighs> We spoke about message movies earlier, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was delighted, genuinely, genuinely delighted last week to see uh, St. Maud getting a BAFTA nomination. Mm -hmm. Um, Delighted to see St. Maud getting a BAFTA nomination. I forgot to watch. Oh, that's your Joag homework this week. I know. I know. I specifically was like, oh, it's a good thing that we didn't talk about this last week so I can Mm. watch it this week. I did not do that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, it, it wasn't just St. Maud, another fantastic British horror film of the past year called His House, mm-hmm. which we spoke of um, in a previous episode, both getting a nod for the British Academy of Film and Theatre Arts. Wonderful to yeah. see horror legitimised. So, so, so great to see uh, horror mentioned alongside other, you know, other, other great movies of the last year. <sighs> and it led me to wonder, you know, does horror get a Bad deal. Does horror get a, a, a rough, a bad rap? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, I just want to say, when you told me that these had been nominated for BAFTAs, I mean, I'd already seen His House. I hadn't mm. seen St. Maud. But it, it got my, like, hackles up immediately. My, like, Rotten Tomatoes thing came into play where I was like... Ugh. Mm. Am I gonna like Saint Maud if now this is something that like normies yeah. like? Because ah. horror does get a bad rap. People don't like it unless it's doing something that they, you know, acknowledge as being worthy. Well, that's my suspicion. You know, that's yeah. my suspicion. Even when uh, you take movies like Get Out, if you take movies like okay. Hereditary, so often. In discourse about those films, you'll hear terms like, oh, this is uh, uh, smart horror. It's almost mm-hmm. a new genre. This is yeah. elevated horror. I was about to say elevated, yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> why Why do you have to qualify it with that weasley fucking get out clause? Oh, it's horror, but it's it's smart horror. Huh? Yeah. What is that all about? What? I bet, I fucking bet you that... Texas, back in the day when that got released. The Exorcist. The Omen. I fucking... Obviously, I've done no research to prove this either way. But I absolutely... I'm sure to my bones that no critics at the time were calling that "Eh, elevated horror. Eh." Right. So why now do we feel the need to qualify fantastic films like that? That's interesting... Just uh, using those examples, because it also, like, I'm thinking about what horror, you know, used to be. Yeah. And, you know, you've got, like, the stuff that was obviously just, like, schlocky and, you know, over the top and things like mm. that. You know, your giant bugs and mm-hmm. um, and aliens and uh, creatures, your uh, universal pantheon of, of creatures, yeah. things like that. And so then, or or then also, of course, like exploitation films. Um, yeah. So Exorcist and The Omen and things like that certainly yeah. would have been 
different. There would have been a difference. People would have watched those who maybe wouldn't have watched those other ones. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they would have used the terminology. But I do think there was still probably some form of distinction for people that like, yeah. no, this is this is good. This is good. This is a good film. Like, it's not just, you know, it's not just something that's going to scare you. It's a good film. So I feel like mm. there has to. And again, we're, I'm saying this without any reference to like, I have not read audience reception studies on this or anything like that. But there mm. has to have been some. I feel like it's always kind of been this way. Oh, listen, I mean, I, I in reading about this, I've used the Academy. I've used the Oscars as a benchmark. Mm-hmm. OK. And um off the top, do you know? Do you happen to know how long the Oscars have been a thing for? When were the first Academy Awards? We're talking like the thirties or forties, surely. Yeah, because I think this year is the ninety third. Right. So let's okay. go with that. In ninety three years, would you care to take a stab, no pun intended, at how many horror movies have won Best Picture? Um. Well, the silent did Silence of the Lambs win. It did. Silence of the Lambs. Shape of Water count as horror. Mm, certainly, there's certainly some horrific imagery in it. <laughs> okay, well, well, that's uh, that's iffy. That's one and a, one and a half, maybe. Mm. Um, uh, I don't because that's it. That's I, all. Is that, that it? That, that, that's the only Just one. Just Silence of the, Silence okay, of the Lambs well. and Shape of and and Shape of Water. <laughs> and that's another fucking cast all on its own. That film. That's another episode. <laughs> um, but yes, see. Okay. Um, Horror gets nominated mm-hmm. a lot, and horror. A lot? Uh, 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 it it horror wins Oscars, right? Right, but Just not best picture. Exactly, it wins best makeup. You right. know, as you'd expect, best score, art direction, visual effects. These are yeah. common awards yeah. for horror movies to win, as you'd expect. But that really feels, you know, what I mean. The message there is. Is the oh look we like your film it's a good film right. have an award but obviously we're not going to give you yeah not the not the like serious stuff it's like how it's a horror with, film with Get Out even you remember at the Golden Globes they put it in a separate category like yes. they put it into comedy or musical what <laughs> yeah it was nominated for best comedy or musical not for best picture best like. I, is it Best Picture? Whatever they call Best, best Picture. Picture. Yeah, 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 sure. They put it into Best Comedy or Musical instead. Mm-hmm. It's like, how? Like, this is not... I mean, there's funny bits, but it's not a comedy. It's a I, horror movie. When I think back to Get Out, what I certainly don't think of is the tunes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be both a comedy and a musical. It's just <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> mm. But, you know, it was like they knew, like, this is a legitimate film. Yep. And we we can't just not nominate it, which I think the Oscars just didn't nominate it. But mm. like we can't, but like we can't possibly put this with like the real movies, can we? Exactly, exactly. So... That that that's overwhelmingly the vibe that you get when great fucking films, absolutely terrific movies, are still getting best art direction. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's all even that. That's almost like downing it with faint praise. We love your film, but we're certainly not going to put you up against fucking Amistad or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Did in the Baftas are his house and Saint Maud's up in like whatever best picture category? Or are they in a separate category? I believe. And hey, tune in next week for shit Mark gets wrong. <laughs> but I believe they're in the best film category. Hmm. 
Yeah, that's that's interesting because notably, I mean, these are not nominated for Oscars. <laughs> you know, I, that's certainly not going. Oh, have to the Oscar nominations come out? Yeah, they came out like a week ago, I think. Any um, horror? I don't think so. Let me just quickly uh, best picture Oscars nominees. Uh, I mean, Promising Young Woman is, like, horror adjacent, but isn't really a horror movie, but it's... Then again, that's another, that's another qualifier that I've heard and seen critics using. Horror adjacent. Right. But it's like, because the thing about Promising Young Woman is it was advertised like a horror movie. Right. And then it wasn't, like... Which is wildly disappointing. I'm like, why is nobody dying? What's happening in this? Mm. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Promising Young Woman is kind of horror esque, but is not a horror movie. Um, and that's that's the closest we get. It looks like. Mm, okay. okay. Yeah. And uh, I think you know, I think back to some of my absolute all time favorite horrors, right? And yeah. there's so many of them that that. That, that deserve more. Yeah. Uh, everyone who's everyone who sees the cabin in the woods loves it, mm, right? Yeah, and that yeah. is one fucking tight script. Yes. yes. Surely to fuck. <laughs> if you could just get over the fact that it's a horror, that is yeah, a screenplay nomination right there. Right. Like, what is it about that that doesn't make it? You know. And in fact, okay. So, what year did Cabin in the Woods come out? Uh, the Cabin in the Woods was... Uh, 2012. All right. So let's see what the other screenplay nominees were in 2012. Mm-hmm. The Artist, which, listen, I love. Also, you know, is a silent movie. Bridesmaids, A Separation, what? Margin Call, good old Woody Allen's Midnight in Paris. So Bridesmaids gets a, a screenplay nomination. And again, I love Bridesmaids. Hey, I Don't laugh my wrong. ass off at Bridesmaids again. Right. But So what is the difference? Like, why would Cabin in the Woods not even be Cabin considered? in the Woods, a film soaked in really cool metatextual shit. Mm-hmm. A funny as fuck, believable, just a, a film that resonates to any... You can take it as... You know what? Face value. It's a wonderful, tight little horror film of its own accord, but it's also absolutely dripping with levels and depth. Yeah, yeah. You know. But yeah, Bridesmaids gets nominated for best screenplay, and Cabin in the Woods does not. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's such a good example because I really feel like, and with it being nominated at the same time as Bridesmaids. That's really getting my brain turning about this whole thing. Is like, why? What is? There you go. Like, I understand that this is a thing. Hence, my whole Rotten Tomatoes thing. Like, I know that people don't take them seriously, and yeah. that they are sort of in a category of their own, and it is not expected. Yeah. Unless they, you know, somehow manage to transcend. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other thing like yep. even though Get Out was not nominated for Best Picture it was still understood that this was like a film yeah 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 transcends <laughs> the genre yeah it yeah, transcends yeah. the genre and why and so that's kind of an interesting thing in and of itself like what is it what is so misunderstood about horror yeah that 
that makes it like this. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know what the disconnect is. And I think like I used to kind of do, I would give the same sort of caveats about things because I, you know, I grew up loving horror and all that kind of stuff. And I love all kinds of stuff. I love, mm-hmm. like, I love your sci-fi channel creature features that have terrible oh, yeah. CGI and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, give me any form of like, um, disaster film and I'm totally in. Like, I love stuff oh, that just is... two words. Psycho Gorman. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, come on. Very and little in the way of social commentary in that Gorman. film, right? <laughs> yeah. but, but it is a God. blast. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves that. My friend Brennan just watched it the other night and messaged me and was just like, it was so great through and through. Everyone yeah. loves this. Yeah. I don't... Are they not enough work? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is it, what, and like... yet, and yet, bridesmaids, not much <laughs> right. in the way of subtext or fucking yeah. commentary or politics going on there. And I do remember it being a little bit like, it was surprising, like, oh, we're legitimizing, like, chick flicks with that. So there was something to that at the time, too, which is another thing as well. Like, there's plenty mm. of movies we deem chick flicks that are actually, like, complex films with lots going on in them, but unless yeah. they're, like there's a certain degree of suffering entailed by watching them. We don't, mm. you know, and I think, you know what, this is one thing that I think I can point to in my pop culture education and all that kind of stuff is, you know, it's high and low culture. It's yes. the idea of like horror, like chick flicks is for the masses. Yes. And, you know, <sighs> I don't know we don't though. want stuff that's for the masses. This is for, I don't, you know, I th- the people who have culture. It feels to me like maybe the opposite is true. I mean, I think about how I came into horror, right? And as mm-hmm. a kid, it was all about um, buying VHSs through mail order that you'd find in the back sure. pages of Dark Side magazine. Swapping yeah. fucking VHSs with my friends in school. Oh my god, you've got somebody's found a, a cut of Anthropophagus Beast that's got an extra three minutes of gore in it. Holy shit! Ah, yeah. there's for me. It, it, ah, so I'm wondering now: Do I even well, want it legitimized? Do you know what? Yeah. Fuck off! Hands off! Right. It's mine. And, and to be clear, when I say the masses, I don't mean like in terms of numbers. I mean in terms of like, like the unwashed masses. Like in terms of the the people who are not intelligent enough to want something better and they just want titillation they just want gore mm. they just want sex they just want that that's what i mean when like i think of course that distinction people make between this like oh mm. this is not art this is meant to be it can be read and understood mm. for what it is in its entirety by any old person who has not been to university and who you know does not read books and things mm. like that where you know, an Oscar movie is supposed to be high-minded. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It's supposed yeah. to be something that, you know, is for people who are a little more refined, which is bullshit. Don't get which me wrong. I just such think bullshit. that's where this such comes bullshit. from. But then it's even more infuriating when a movie ticks all of those boxes and a mm-hmm, performance mm-hmm. ticks all of those boxes and it still gets snubbed. And Let's be completely fucking cards on the table here, right? This entire discussion is still down to my being sore that Tony Collette didn't get nominated for Hereditary, right? Right. <laughs> but that film, it gets, it suits, discuss that film, you know what I mean? Everywhere on the internet. It is held up as elevated horror. It's fucking mm-hmm. high art. It's family drama. It's fucking, you know, there's, there's commentary yeah. in there. There's metaphor in there. And performances which are off the screen. I know I know she's a bit screechy for you in that film. I know she's a bit yeah. shrill. But I mean Tony Collette in general, like as much as I don't like that movie and her in it, mm. like it's 
she's doing what she's supposed to do as that character and she's and incredible at it <laughs> on paper on paper that film ticks all the academy boxes in my opinion right and yeah yet. it should it absolutely and yet nothing yeah i was just also looking because as you were listing off of those things this week i also watched um we need to talk about kevin oh yeah because yeah, yeah. uh dead and lovely talked about it this week and i had never seen it before so i always try to watch whatever they great were. book I saw the film on a plane. Um, oh, that which isn't takes, great. Yeah, it takes a lot out of it does. most things. Um, rough, yeah. <laughs> but that was that was not. I mean, and again, this is this is sort of horror adjacent as well. Mm. Um, but it is kind of horror-ish, um, and that actually got uh, was nominated at least for a lot of awards and uh-huh. won a few uh, as well. Um, but I think there's something about the fact that, again, that you can kind of play that as not a horror movie. Yeah. So it has, like, I'm just thinking it has a lot of, like, the elements of Hereditary. Yes. Um, but is grounded a little more in, like, reality. And yeah. therefore, I guess you can kind of look at it as not the same thing. But and, it's doing and, a lot of the same stuff. And I haven't seen it in, again, a long time, and, and I saw it on a plane. But I, I, I suspect I'd be right in saying that Tilda Swinton's performance in that and Tony Collette's performance in Hereditary share things, share whole I think they're at least, you know, they're in the same yeah. universe, you know. I think yeah. she's a little less a little less screechy than her character, but as, like, sort of a, a stressed-out white yes. woman who's yeah. kind of... Uh, um, I'm trying to think of like the way to describe it, but like a- as a mother, mom uh, core, maybe mate. Not that's the, what we're talking it's about, I guess. It, it's yeah. as an inadequate uh, mother who is not quite, you know, who has issues with her family and yes. and communicating with them and all this kind of stuff. I think they're definitely in the same sort of universe, and I think she was, you know, it's Tilda. She's celebrated for whatever because she's in her own universe but yeah Yeah, i think that they share there's plenty to say that those things would have in common um but that hereditary is a horror movie um Mm, and as such even you know despite the fact that it swings for the fences and is elevated horror yeah um yeah (laughs) snubbed snubbed it's yeah it's kind of it's wild and i think what is when I think about it in terms of that sort of high-low culture thing, because I really mm. do think that, that has a lot to to do with what it is, is this... It, it's wild to me that that's still a distinction yes. that we make. Yes. And, and, it was, and it we know that the various academies that vote on these kinds of things are full of people with antiquated ideas about... Of course, yeah, of what course. ...what is art and whatnot. And I don't know... I think that maybe there is a shift amongst people now that maybe there's a little more of a sense that you know actually horror is not necessarily a a throwaway genre that there's going to be stuff out there for you they may not be like you know subscribing to shutter but they'll watch whatever yeah 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 yeah, yeah. comes out you know they'll yes they'll watch jordan peele they'll watch it is your jordan peels it is your ariastas who are going to turn that around of this i am confident um and the the you know the generations watching those films and being inspired by those that is going to turn that around. Yeah. Uh, this discussion has led me to wonder: Do I want? Yeah. My, <laughs> that makes me a little nervous. Do I want my my dirty little fucking private genre? Do I want it dragged <laughs> into the mainstream? I don't know, but yeah, I think I do. I think everybody wins when uh, a, a genre with such a wide breadth 
with such a lot of potential, with such a lot of, of you know, possibilities in horror, um, when that's legitimized, I don't think that can be a bad thing. Yeah, I think, you know, the only... I My worry is not in a gatekeepy way. Of, mm, same, you know, same, same, same. Out. Well put, well it's put. It's the, you know, when, if, if horror is legitimized, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word, um, I feel like so much horror comes out of, like, these very like independent shoestring budget, like, you know, labors of love and whatnot. And there's always, you know, when it comes to then like Hollywood suddenly like latching onto something, this sense that they can monopolize this and that like it can, you know, take away from the ability for yeah. people to be able to get the things made that they would have yeah, yeah, otherwise. Yeah. And that would be, you know, it's like, I want, I love the stuff like, you know, uh, maybe not hereditary, but midsummer stuff like that. I like totally enjoy that. I don't want like that to be what all of horror <laughs> becomes because I sure. still love my psycho Gormans and things like that. You know, mm-hmm. like I just don't want to see the entire landscape be changed by, you know. But then on the other hand, and to call back and maybe to bring this full circle for every us and for every get out, there's going to be a lucky. <laughs> you know, yep. Uh, who fumbles the ball and maybe sets us back another five years with every fucking, <laughs> with every dog fucked. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. <laughs> hey, hey, if you wanted answers, you're listening to the wrong cast. No, I'm just talking it through. Talking mm-hmm. it through. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I want. No. <laughs> Started out like, hey, why isn't horror legitimate? No. Like, Fuck. Good. <laughs> Keep your hands off my horror, you fucking <laughs> Academy <laughs> boffins. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, Mark. Um, it's been nice to have something to talk about. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Look, every week that passes takes us one week closer to freedom you're vaccinated yeah vaxxed up so. and it's spring 63 degrees out today mm-hmm. we were all out there in tank tops and t-shirts and uh, you know i a good old time. i ran earlier and it was just the perfect conditions for a run just bright sunshine a nice uh lovely kind of bite in the uh, the breeze people around it's just beautiful yeah so things are things are looking up folks they are. That's uh, seasonal affective disorder is a thing on top of a pandemic. So everybody's been a little down for a minute, but mm. it's things are happening. Things are stirring. We're all going to get vaxxed. We're all going to get a little bit of that sunshine. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, unless you live in the part of the world where it's winter. Uh, <laughs> so. But then that's, that's, but you're that's fine. your fucking fault. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're getting winter on the way out of the pandemic. So, yep, you know, hey, nice. there's a silver lining. So thanks for hanging out with us, everybody, um, as we work through some more things. And, uh, you know, have a have a great week. We'll be thinking lots about you. Sincerely, yes. Have a great week. And we will see you same time next week. Bye. Stay spooky, friends. <laughs> <laughs>